Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 27, Diets and How Do You Really Stay Healthy with Jessica Lemon. And I think this is going to be part one because of many parts because Jessica and I love to talk about diets and eating and we've been working on health and food and stuff for how many how many years? Oh, and Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. But we've been we've been working on diet and eating well for a long time. Yeah. How many years do you think? Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, we've been I studying it for back in the day, having my my fitness magazine subscription and following the the diets that I found in there. And yeah, it's just it's always been a hobby of mine, an interest of mine. So, yeah. and I love to cook. So food is always an interest of mine. <laughs> Absolutely, we like to eat. So today's drink, uh, in honor of this diets and healthy theme for the podcast, our drink is I made a green juice, and this specific green juice has uh, let's see two green apples, one lemon, a bunch of carrots, some kale, and some pea shoot microgreens. Oh really? And, and I, pea shoots in there? Yeah. It's earthy. Mmm. That tastes good. Mm-hmm. It is kind of earthy. It is earthy, but it's probably from the carrots, too, and the yeah, kale. Yeah, for sure. But any it's of still those sweet, root, though. Any of those root vegetables you get kind of Yeah. That. And it's a really interesting green color, too, <laughs> yeah, which is always uh... makes it fun. So, Well, we started um, juicing. I think we bought our juicer after we watched the movie... No? Sick, fed, and nearly dead? No? Or did we get a juicer before? <laughs> that is the name of the movie, but we bought a juicer... Ooh, you might be right. Let I think, think it was right no, after that. It was when okay. I was doing um, our wellness program that we do. Oh, for Crazy you. Sexy You. We yes. do Crazy Sexy okay. You, which is a well, health and wellness program. You probably heard me mention before that Chris Carr puts on. And we've done that every year for four years. And it is a three week, like, total immersion. And you get the grocery list and. All the menus, and it includes quite a bit of juices. So I'm pretty certain that that's when we bought that juicer because I remember getting by with the crappy blender that we had that first year, and then the second year we decided to do it, and I was like, I'm getting a Vitamix. I cannot make smoothies and soups and all the stuff we were making. I couldn't do it my regular blender. But I'm pretty certain that's when we got it. Same time we got the juicer. Yeah, it's a nice Mm -hmm. juicer. We we didn't have another juicer before that, did we? I don't think we did. I don't think so. I think you just went on Amazon and was like, how about the Cuisinart? And I was like, that's a good brand, and you bought it. And then later we found out that it was like, one of the best ones you can buy. We are like, Sweet. it's been great. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's a great juicer. It works out well. Juices the vegetables well. Uh, like all juicers, it's super, super pain to clean. Yeah, but I think that's just the nature of juicing. It so, is. So it's why fun. do we, Jessica? Why would we? What are the benefits of having juice like this mm. with well, fresh vegetables from the garden? So all yeah. your vitamins. It's like a flash flood of vitamins straight to your <laughs> straight to your bloodstream, right? Not straight there, but you know right. what I mean, like straight to your gut. Because um, a lot of people are like, "Well, why do you juice if you take the fiber out?" It's just it's a different it's different than a smoothie. You know, with a smoothie right. you get to keep all the fiber and you get it, all those benefits. But juicing is still really good because right. it's very very easy to digest. 
So yeah, all those vitamins are like, boom, you've got them instantly. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, and it, like you said, it's a real quick uh, delivery system to mm-hmm. your body too. And we usually, usually feel really good after having a juice. You can just kind of tell that you're doing something good for your body for yep. sure. So, well, I wanted to start the podcast. Um, I got kind of inspired by a blog post you wrote. Really? Um, yeah, and I thought that was such a good post. And I wanted to do a podcast about health and healthy eating and diets and things. And I thought, wow, what a great place to start. And so one of the questions you posted in your blog was, is perfection possible? And I thought mm-hmm. this was really important because we have talked about this multiple times when we've changed diets, we've gone on a 21-day wellness program, when we've gone right. to all those things. So what do you think about that, Jessica? What do I think about? Is perfection possible? No. Like, is there a perfect diet? <laughs> is there? <laughs> no, no is the answer. Uh, yeah. I think I opened that blog that you're talking about um, with that, actually. You did. And... It's because I had quite a lot when when I went when we went vegan. There are a lot of rules when you go vegan. If you, you know, pay attention to the vegan police, you know, you can't have <laughs> any honey, you can't have any traces of dairy in your salad dressing, you can't have, you know, all of these things that you're trying to accomplish. And me being a very by the list kind of girl, very type A rule following kind of girl, I tried to follow all my rules, not realizing that, you know, there was no reward for being perfect at the end of it. (laughs) So it was incredibly stressful for a very long time. And uh, I don't think it's possible. I think we just... Because we were vegan, sorry to interrupt, but we were vegan for Mm -hmm. um, at least, what, nine months solid or you did it for longer than i did i I had i i had she i said i kept saying i was 98 percent vegan or whatever well we both i think i cheated a little bit here there but eight and a half months it was like eight and a half or nine months in i was like okay i'm going to when i'm at a party have the cheese pizza because it was really hard to go anywhere with somebody would invite you over and it would be like now I have to find out what they're serving, if they're serving food, can I bring something, is it portable, and it was like super stressful. So I kind of eased up that rule, and then, um, but I was probably, yeah, 98% vegan for another like two years or something, right. I don't think, until we moved and we out cut here. Out, and, yeah, and we had cut out uh, red meat. Mm-hmm. And like beef and pork mm-hmm. for at least I think I know I didn't have it for five years. Oh yeah, for an additional right, quite which is a kind of a crazy yeah. thing for somebody that you know worked at Outback Steakhouse yeah. <laughs> for seven years of his life and ate my fair share of steaks. So, but yeah, yeah, I don't think I had meat until we moved here. So we went vegan in like 2011, and we moved here in what 2016 three or years ago. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. was um, pretty important to me, and st- I still don't eat, you know that much meat when I do eat it. It's like on occasion I'll have some. But I don't think that perfection should be a goal. I think that it's diet is fluid and your needs are fluid. I mean, you're not the same every month or every I mean, if you're a woman, you're not the same every week. Like we're constantly in flux. And <laughs> right. I feel like you can't right. say, this is what I'm eating forever and ever. Right. Um, without causing yourself quite a big amount of stress. So um, but I do think it's personal. I think everybody's got to kind of find your find your home base. You know, I was talking to um, 
my friend Shannon about this. She was talking about wanting to eat, you know, like an anti-inflammatory type of diet. And I said, if you find what works for you and your body, just do some testing. Find what works for you and you'll have a home base to go back to. So vegan is my home base, which we've talked about over and over again. Like I start feeling crummy. I've had too much pizza. I've had too much cheese. I've eaten a bunch of potato chips. You know, I've drank too much alcohol, whatever it is. I go right back to whole food, vegan recipes. And for the most part here, that's what I cook. I mean, you know. Yeah, at home, you, that's you what eat we it all, sure. right? The butternut Absolutely. squash soup that I made last night. Right. A vegan recipe, you know. I think we put a little bit of like grated Parmesan on top. But yeah, I, that's just how I cook. So it's just a healthier way to do it. Absolutely. And one of the things I thought was interesting um, looking back at when we were vegan, and that was like 2011, I think. Yeah. But that we had did... We had done some things, you know, like most people to go vegan is we still had like junk food. So we had like vegan junk food. So we would buy, you know, a frozen pizza, but it had soy cheese on it and different things like that. Mm -hmm. Actually, those weren't too bad, but there's probably some other things that were a little, uh, you know, worse for us, you know, actually health wise. But we were still trying to stay within the box of being a vegan. The equivalent now is like the Beyond Burger, right? Right, right. (laughs) Which tastes amazing, by the way. I know. It tastes amazing. It does. But you can tell it's not necessarily healthy for you oh yeah is it healthy for the planet the animals are saving yes yeah. but does it yeah. cows are a big fan of it absolutely i've heard and i had the impossible whopper on friday and it was right. pretty was darn it? good but i'm jealous it was so salty like all day i was, i could not get enough water <laughs> so yeah vegan junk food well, thing we did that when in 2011 we would go to when we had like a cheat we would kind of cheat but we wouldn't we would yeah. go to burger king and they had yeah. a veggie burger yeah and it was like oh it was my off God. the menu it was like the only the thing that yeah. we could do it was the only basic. Well, I guess we could go to Taco, Taco Bell and make Bell up. Is your best yeah, get some, yeah. some bean burritos or something. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But kind of go back to that too. Thinking back on that time, um, what you just mentioned, as well as you put in your blog too. But the stress part. The stress is such a killer. Yeah. And I think having to just, you know, just stress about everything you're eating and every single thing you're drinking. I think that seems to be more, you know, damaging than trying to, you know, than eating multiple different things. And yeah. I, I think, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a reason that you, you pray over your food and you try to bless the food for your body. And I think there's, there's more of a mental and, you know, spiritual part of that too. But I think the stress part of that, and what do you think Yeah. about the stress being a killer like it's that? It's funny because, um... Chris Carr has a saying, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's something like, don't curse your food twice. So if you say, well, I really shouldn't eat this piece of chocolate cake. I really shouldn't eat it. I've had way too much sugar today. I've already had my caffeine, blah, 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 blah. But you decide to go ahead and eat the cake and cut yourself a slice of cake. Then after you're eating the cake, don't go, oh, I shouldn't have eaten the cake. Like decide to eat the cake, eat the cake and be done with it. Like move on. I think we haul around all this guilt about what we're eating and and how it's affecting the planet and the animals and things on it. Um, I, I think that, that we do way too much of that. But I do think you need to be responsible, you know, for where it comes from. I think it's good to know and um, be very aware that 
you know, the, the meat that you're getting at the restaurant isn't going to be the best kind of meat for the planet, for the animals, for anyone to right. get anywhere. Yeah, so I think a, it's good to be aware of yeah, that. I mean, there's a reason, like we always say, like there's a reason that, you know, yeah. nuggets, chicken nuggets are like yeah. 99 cents for Absolutely. 10. And you're like, okay, that's so cheap. Obviously mm-hmm. you're getting some of the worst factory farm chicken, Absolutely. you know, possible that obviously that can't be good for you. It doesn't make any sense. Which if you, even if you but, take the chickens out of the equation, isn't good for you. Right. I mean, that's like the worst thing you're using to fuel right. your body as well. Right. So I don't know. It's kind of twofold for me. Obviously I'm an animal lover, but mostly um, the vegan thing was me in protest of like factory farms because I think it's such an abysmal system. I just think it's a horrible system. Sure. And um, so many of these animals live in such like horrible conditions. And it's like, oh my gosh, how can we even contribute to something like this that's bad for the planet, bad for the people that are working there in a lot of cases, ruining the soil and the earth, right? That it's sitting on. It's like all the things. Well, and the waste too. I mean, you see the waste and the runoff from these factory farms that goes into the rivers. And then, you know, people talk about blaming that for the red tide and the Gulf of Mexico and different things like that. Sure. And so it's just the repercussions. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's the word. That's a big word for me. But the repercussions, <laughs> you know, literally downstream in some cases can be pretty bad. But we just watched a great movie called The Biggest Little Farm. Mm-hmm. And we just loved it. And what, yeah, it what did great. you think? I mean, that was neat because they have animals on the farm. And, yep. uh, the premise... and it's a farm that sells their animals for meat. So Yeah, um... and they have eggs and, you know. Yeah, it is a working farm. It was mostly about how they took this, I forget how many acres, do you remember? Hundreds, right? I thought it was 300 acres. 200 200 acres is a lot. Um, This huge, uh, dilapidated lemons. It was an old lemon Lemon orchard. Yeah, an old lemon farm, yeah. And turned it from, you know, completely white, dry soil into, I mean, it looked like the the Garden of Eden in. seven yeah. years time so that documentary spans seven years and everything they went through uh two city folk you know to a couple uh took their dog and went to this farm but i think it's really incredible um amazing what they were able to do and gives you a lot of hope because the stuff that we just trotted out and talked about nobody really wants to hear if you're still right. listening you're probably like oh my gosh what they a go, couple of downers <laughs> right but i mean so those things are good to know, but I think it's also important for us to realize that you can also make a big difference just by doing something little, Right. you know, right. just by adopting whatever. You're going to eat meatless three times a week. You're, own, yeah, you're going to drive. An organic, yeah. Yeah, you're going to drive across town and get the meat that's like organic and hormone right. free and, you know, humanely raised is, is the best certification you can get for eggs. So maybe you're going to get humanely raised eggs, right. you know, for... Pay seven dollars for a dozen eggs instead of ninety nine cents. Yeah, and if you're going to get some vegetables, get it from your local farmers market or buy organic at the grocery store. I mean, this was part of the reason I wanted to uh, start the farmers market, uh, which I talked about in one of our other podcasts. Is I wanted to do something, and I, you know, you see these, you watch movies like Food Inc. and stuff, and they're great. It's great. They have a really good awareness. Um, But that's what I really liked on The Biggest Little Farm is they wanted to give people hope and let them know, like, people are changing. You know, we had this factory farm type of thing and the food system, you know, it's broken, all this stuff. But people are are changing that and people are fixing it. What the coolest Mm -hmm. part about that show was to me is, so the farm had been like a lemon orchard or whatever. 
uh, for like 45 years and so that it had been depleted. So it took 45 years to deplete the soil of all the nutrients and it was just dry and it would flood and all these things. And then after seven years, it was better than it was 45 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so they had just regenerated it with cover crops and stuff. And it was just really neat to see uh, how that worked. And then the symbiotic relationship with all the animals there. And, you know, they were losing chickens to coyotes. And it's just kind of an interesting dynamic. Yeah, to watch them go through their growing pains. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, highly recommended, guys. So what about, um, so Jessica, what about like fad diets? Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about vegan, so that can be a fad diet as sure, well. Some yeah. people, you know, jump on that. So that what, can be a religion, depending on it who can, you talk to. It can be a people religion. People take it really seriously. It can. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll name some of the fad diets. You know, you've got the keto, mm-hmm. uh, carnivore, uh, what? Paleo. Paleo. Mm-hmm. There's, of course, people can be vegetarian. Sure. You know, vegan, all kinds of stuff. So what do you think about those, and, and do they work for people is that healthy or is that what are you what are your thoughts I mean my thoughts are like I I've joked several times and actually you know mentioned it in the blog that any diet that vilifies the potato is (laughs) dead to me like I love potatoes Ireland lived on potatoes for quite a long time right (laughs) but there was actually a book written I can't remember the name of it um but the guy lived on nothing but potatoes for one year to prove that it is complete nutrient nutritious and it is other than being sick to death of eating potatoes I'm sure he was I thought it was a pretty cool experiment to do so I think that a lot of times we vilify foods and, and say this food is bad this food is good and I don't think that that is true 100% of the time. Um, yeah, I think that's I, too simple. Right? I do too. I don't, but I know there's a lot of scientific research that says you can eat all the bacon fat you want and be okay. I don't buy it. I right. really don't buy it. It's like, Yeah, if you're eating a keto or a Atkins yeah. kind of thing, I just, I yeah. don't know, I just think in my gut, I just know that eating a lot of bacon probably isn't good for me i mean it tastes good and we have it every once in a while yeah, even you so do i have it yeah you I know, have it but a couple times a year usually yeah. if i really have a craving for it i'll eat it and again that goes back to you know not turning any of the foods into a villain that you have and i have said a couple of times that the thing that makes me a really good vegetarian is a chicken wing every once in a while because i just have this right. craving right this craving and i want one and i have to have one and then i have it and i go oh, okay and then i'm over it for like a month so um yeah i mean yeah. instead of stressing yourself out like we talked about a minute ago you know and be like oh my gosh i, I can't have this i shouldn't eat it, whatever and mm-hmm. just say have a couple chicken wings it's not you know it's not a big deal yeah Obviously, those chickens don't care. Right. It's going to be fine. But, it's too but, late you know, for them. Yeah, yeah. But but no, and just I think the stress of it too. And then just like you said, you have a couple wings here and there, and you're just like, well, I don't really want that the next mm-hmm. time. You don't have this big craving and stress all build up on this. Well, one of the um, the cooks that I've followed for many years is Happy Herbivore, and she has a very simple way of thinking about food and cooking. It's just whole food, vegan, um you know very easy to make and she's she said because she used to be a personal trainer she said the way that you lost the weight is the way you have to stay to keep it off so if you lost the weight being a vegan then to keep off the weight you need to be a vegan if you lost the weight on keto you're going to have to stay keto if you lost the weight being a paleo or 
whatever right. you have to stay that as soon as you deviate from that it will come back and that includes me right, right i right. lost the weight that i needed to lose being vegan right and you know gained back when i added cheese and fish and some of those oh, that occasional chicken wing right uh, when I so it's just that's just the way it is. So you really right. don't want to make a change. I don't think you don't want to make that I'm on this diet and then just go back to eating the way you used to after you've tried this diet for eight months. I mean, it's notorious for seeing people. I've seen a lot of people, you know, right. go on these kinds of diets and gain a ton of weight back. Um, the only thing is, I feel like we didn't because we went vegan, this plant based sort of focus. And then I stayed that way for the most part, and it allowed me to kind of go outside the lines quite a bit. But right. it's not like we gained 50 pounds back or something right. when we did that. So I think it's overall, it's like a healthy way to eat. I don't think you can find anybody that will argue the fact that you should be eating more vegetables in your diet. I think that's universal, right? <laughs> so Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to, and I remember we had a conversation, my gosh, years ago, where just like, because you have all these different diets, you get confusing. It gets so confusing. You're like, okay, should I eat this? Should I eat this? You know, you mm-hmm. read one article saying that eggs are the best thing on the planet to eat. Mm-hmm. Then somebody says eggs are horrible. And right. so you go back and forth and you're just like, at the end of the day, like, well, what can I eat? And so I remember we had this conversation where we're just like, I'm just so sick of this. We, we can't, you know, it's like one person says we can't eat this, one person says we can. Yeah, nobody's the expert. Yeah, it's like, right? oh, kale's mm-hmm. really good for you. Oh, kale's killing you. Like, what? Gluten's bad for you. Gluten's yeah. fine. Yeah, sure. and so everybody goes back and forth. But I remember the conversation we had, and we're like, okay, I was like, all right, let's just think about this logically. Okay, yeah. so what do we know? We're yeah. like, obviously. <laughs> Fried food is not good for you. Know, yes. Like obviously eating more fruit, fresh fruits and vegetables is, is much better for you. Yeah. The more local, organic, and it, you know, if you grow it in your own yard, that's the best. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. And then you just kind of fill the gaps in with the rest. You yeah, know, we you called go. it the uh, common sense diet. We said, yes. I'm going to write a book. It's called the common sense diet. That's right. Yeah. We, didn't we do an outline? I think we started an outline for the book too. Knowing so. us, we probably did. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I think you, I think that sums it up perfectly though. You have to be your own test kitchen. Like you have to just go in. If an egg isn't going to kill you, I think we've all pretty much established that. But if you're eating it every single day of the week, maybe back off the eggs a little bit. See if it makes a difference when you add them back in. Uh, one of the reasons we do the Crazy Sexy You diet every year is because it goes down to very restrictive foods for three weeks. So we're eating nothing but whole foods and fruits and vegetables. Um, we are eating no corn, no gluten, no alcohol, no caffeine, no processed food, very minimal sugar, as in maple syrup probably, and a maybe a little bit of seventy-two percent dark chocolate. Right. No honey. That's right. No that's honey. Not, no. That's right. not. That's not. That's not in the honey. diet. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so that's why one of the reasons I like to take us down to the studs, so to speak, once a year, because once I come out of that, then you go, ah, I was eating way too much bread. I was relying on cheese way too much in my diet. I was drinking way too much coffee or way too much beer or, you know, you find out like your habits and then you, it's like a big reset button. So that's why we do it every year. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. It totally makes sense that that reset for your body 
Um, and then I think also, because you talked about that, where you said you need to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but on my notes, I said, listen to your body, or is it lying? Because sometimes yeah. when you've been eating so much junk food, um, your body kind of starts craving that. And yep. every time that we've done some kind of diet or just even a change, we're like, okay, good. You know, I'm just going to lay off the fried food and the sugar or whatever mm-hmm. for a couple of days. And that you still have some of those cravings where you're just like, wow, this, I really need something. Or if, if I'm like, you know, if we kind of been drinking a few days, you know, for a couple of weeks or something, we're like, oh, I'm not going to drink for a couple of days. So then I'm always like, wow, I kind of have this sugar cravings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just takes a few days. So that's a really good way to reset your body. And then you can really listen to your body and understand what you really need. And I think that's the whole point of this whole thing. Yeah. Is every diet's different. You know, I could eat a completely different diet than somebody else and mm-hmm. do great and they could eat the same thing and do horrible. So I don't think it's definitely not one size, you know, fits all for sure. Yeah. And I think you just need to do your own research. You know, if, if you have a, a certain health concern and your doctor is giving you this diet to go on, that's, you know, Xeroxed on a piece of paper that's been Xeroxed 40 times, maybe go look it up somewhere else also. You know, there's not just one authority on health. It's not just what Jessica says you should eat or, you know, what Chris Carr says you should eat or what Rachel right. Ray says you should yeah, eat. Yeah, or the like, Bulletproof Diet or whatever. Yeah, but, I think, yeah, but I think that all of those together are always an interesting... You know, I've, I mean, I've cooked a lot, but like I said, after all those years, I just keep going back to vegan because I know I feel be- my best. You know, I know I feel my best when I'm eating a whole food... Lots of vegetable diet, you know, without a ton. You know, if I want to get a ton of dairy, I'll just eat a cheese pizza. Like, make it worth right. it. You know what right. I mean? I'm not going to be right, dumping right. a bunch of milk into my soup or anything. Um, right. not going to be wasting my eggs and my pancakes. I make, like, the best pancakes without any eggs. <laughs> right. You do, too. Right? Yeah, right. So, but yeah, I think you got to find what works for you. You do. And so, when you talked about, so we're talking about listening to your body. And so, mm-hmm. you, when you say you go back to that whole food vegan diet, yeah. Um, when you, and you say that you feel really good. So, what do you mean by that? Like, what things, That's a good what question. are the things that make you feel better? Energy for me. Okay. Um, if I'm eating too much, you know, processed food, drinking too much coffee, I just, I just, I'm a slug. I just kind of drag around here. And, uh, don't have the energy to do what I need to do and also it's like one good habit leads to another just like one bad habit leads to another so if you eat the Doritos and you eat the cookie you're probably gonna want cereal for breakfast (laughs) you know right but if you eat a kale salad and you drink some hot tea you might go, you know, I really don't need that glass of wine. Like right. it's, or you're going like to order one, a pizza and right? start drinking a bunch of beer. Yes, yeah, it's exactly. the same. So it seems to be like one one of those good or bad habits will will lead to others. But yeah, mostly it's an energy thing for me. I just, I it's just a lot. My body just runs very smoothly on, on those foods. I think most people's bodies do. Yeah. So if you're eating um, a vegetarian or vegan diet, and feeling super hungry, I think one of two things is happening. I think, A, it's too new because you know as well as I do that the body has to detox. Right. Yeah, there's the detoxing whenever you've changed something. And that's even though very you're eating all these good things, you can still have cravings for all the old things that you used to eat, right? All the sugar, all the, oh, the salt. You were eating probably so much salt you wouldn't even believe it if you knew. So. 
Yeah, I mean, your body, you know, like you said, listen to your body. Your body gives you messages. Um, you know, you don't, like you said, if your energy is low, then look at what, you know, the way you're thinking or if you're getting exercise or in it back to what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Or if you have, like, you get joint pain sometimes too or inflammation. And then when you switch back to, you know, mostly vegetables, whole food diet, you know, mm-hmm. that seems to, that goes away. And Sometimes, that's the other thing. I said one of two things, didn't I? Yeah, the other yeah, thing is yeah. you're not eating enough. Right. right? You're, Correct. You just think that that salad's going to do it. Yeah. So if somebody you know? <laughs> switched from eating, yeah. you know, a nutrient depletion, depletion, help me. Depleted? Depleted, yes. <laughs> deficient. Deficient. Oh my gosh. Nutrient deficient. Apparently I need some more nutrients. Let me finish my juice here. <laughs> I'm um, going from that kind of diet mm-hmm. to eating this other diet. I mean, there's a detox period, too, that you mentioned. Sure. I mean, it takes a few days, and that they talk about that when we do the Crazy Sexy You 21-Day Challenge. Yep. Oh, yeah. and It's a challenge, too. It is it not is. easy to do, by the way. No, it is not. It well, is, your biggest is problem is the coffee, it is, right? Uh, do I not complain <laughs> nonstop for the first Every week? Every day. Nonstop. Every day. Yeah. Multiple times Every a day. day. I don't know that I've gone 21 days. Did I? Without coffee? I've gone I've gotten close, but I think somewhere around like three days before the end of the program, I'm like, ah, screw it, I'm having coffee. <laughs> like I'm gonna do it anyway right. and I don't care. But right. the benefit is I remember then, oh yeah, I really do like tea. Right. You know? Right. Or uh I don't really need as much caffeine as I thought I did. Right. So I'll have one cup of half calf and that'll be all I have for the day, and that's plenty to give me a little a little zing, you know. So I think it's interesting to remember all those things because you know as well as I do, every year we do Crazy Sexy You and then what do we do for months and months and months after? Juice and smoothies. Right. Constantly. It's like we forget. We get back in the habit yep, and we, we realize forget, how good we feel. Then we get in the habit and then we have all these good habits because we've been doing it for 21 days. So. Yeah, it is interesting um, in your defense though with the coffee thing. I did. So we've tried this. Um, we've done this 21 day crazy sexy you thing before and um we did it two other times i think we tried to do it two times a couple years ago so there's two times that john wasn't completely committed to the program (laughs) and he made it six and a half days without (laughs) because the alcohol was the part for me where it's like okay it's a saturday i'd like have a beer um i went six and a half days a couple times but then the last time i did make it so yeah, days. you but did I a prepared month. You and did yeah, a month, actually. Yeah, I did 28 days mm-hmm. um, as well. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just listening to your body. That's such a nice reset um, to do something like that. And just like you said, we just got in the habit of having juices and making healthy smoothies. Get you in the habit of being in the kitchen if you've been eating right. out a lot. It's just a right. lot of good habits. So, Absolutely. So what about, um, so what do you think of fasting uh, you've never have you ever really done any fasting not, not so much really i don't know that i'm a good authority not an on expert that. on that the only thing i've really done is intermittent fasting right sort of right. like i don't have a problem anymore and this is probably this is more like after this has been for years after i went vegan i don't right. snack in front of the tv as right. much like right. i might but most of the time, I don't. Right. 
Miss <laughs> Gemma, pretty Gemma princesses just woke up in the background. Nap. Shaking her tags. She's what like, are what you, are you doing, guys doing? <laughs> Come here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't... But I remember I used to eat at night. Right. Like eat. Like right. not like grab a few potato chips. I used to like sit down and make a sandwich and eat at night. Right. And I don't really... I think that was kind of we were working at a restaurant and I just think that second shift kind of happened. Yeah, that's true. We, probably, we were probably really doing intermittent fasting because we didn't right? start eating Remember until 2 o'clock Remember we'd get off work at like 10 or 10.30 yeah. and sit down and eat a steak dinner or a salmon dinner. So that's crazy. Right. We were on a nutty schedule back then. So, But I've never really fasted. Yeah, what do you I, think of it? I think it's good. I think the intermittent fasting um, is really good. I've, I've done that and I feel like... Uh, I have more energy, and if you don't know what intermittent fasting is, um, it's basically eating all your food between a a window of during the day, like an eight hour window. So if you get up at you know whatever, and you start you have breakfast at ten o'clock, then your final meal of the day is at six o'clock. Um, or if you want to be a little more strict, and I've done this sometimes too, where it's like I won't eat until like eleven or twelve o'clock. And then I'll stop eating at six. So I kind of narrow it from like an eight hour window to kind of like a six hour window, which is a little more difficult sometimes. Um, But I feel like that makes the most logical sense to me too. Because if you think about, you know, your ancestors living on a, on a farm or on a homestead or whatever, you know, 150 years ago, I don't feel like they were eating, you know, three meals a day and eating snacks in between and eating nine times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like they would get up, they'd start working. Yeah, they had stuff to do, right? Right, and then they mm-hmm. would have like a breakfast, so they'd have a big meal, then they'd work the rest of the day, and then probably have one more meal, you know, maybe snack in between here or there. But, but we kind of do bit. that. But I like, think that makes the most sense to We eat breakfast at 10.30 or 11 now, regardless right. of when we ate last. But Yeah, I think the coolest <laughs> or my favorite part about learning about intermittent fasting where I was just like, I knew it. I never liked to eat breakfast. And I was like, I'm just never hungry that that hungry. You like morning. breakfast, you just don't like them at breakfast hours. <laughs> right. Oh, I love to eat breakfast. Yeah. Like give me some Bob Evans any day or some some scrambled eggs yeah, yeah. and toast. But I don't like to eat it early. And I always thought, oh, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day and you should do it early to get a good start. And I just always felt horrible doing that. Uh, and I always felt like I was wasting, <laughs> you feel like you're wasting so much time trying to eat early too. You're like, oh, I've got to get up and do this. And I, I have all these things to do. And where did that come from? That breakfast is the most important it's, meal of the day? It was it's an marketing. ad slogan, right? It's marketing from cereal companies is what <laughs> right. I heard. Yeah. It's so, like from Kellogg's or yeah, something yeah, yeah. who told you breakfast was the most important right? meal of exactly. the day. Right, exactly. But yeah, so yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things where I, I remember studying that and I was like, oh, well, that, that makes more sense. So it's kind of a reset of my mindset around that. And since, you know, since I don't eat that early, um, I feel better during the day. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't eat till like 10. I mean, at the earliest, sometimes 11 or like t- today, 11 or 12. Um, but yeah, I don't, I think the intermittent fasting seems to, to make sense. Um, the science behind it, which I don't understand at all completely, uh, is that if you're limiting you know the uh, or if you're taking a, a long break between you know your last meal and then the next and your meal the next day that your body will shift from burning sugar and carbs to burning fat and so mm-hmm. it seems to to help keep you at a better you know a better weight but that seems to make sense and i th- again for me i seem to have a little more energy doing that too but you so. tested it and it works for you 
Right, exactly. Just like I tested it and it works for me. Works. Right. I would like to get right. up and have coffee. I just want nothing in the morning but coffee. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I wake up really slow. That's it takes true. me two hours to wake up, right? I like to journal and read and I watch a YouTube video. I just want to sit there and everybody to be quiet while I have my coffee. That's what I want. <laughs> so I think you do know. You do know what you need. We just give our power away too much. I think so too. And then um, sort of segue with that, but... So what about like finding a guru or a, a diet specialist or whatever that what mm-hmm. I know you wrote about that a little bit in the blog, but what do you think did about I? that? <laughs> did I? She did. Oh, I did. I was like, find a, find a mentor um, because there are a lot of them out there. They're right. on YouTube making cooking videos and they have blogs. And um, so I recently found uh, Pickup Limes. Pick up like, limes, not pick up lines. Pick, pick up, up limes, limes, as in the fruit. Um, dot com. Gotcha. Uh, or, but she has a YouTube channel, and not only is her YouTube channel—I don't know if I've talked about this on here or not, maybe—completely beautiful. The channel. It is. is. I mean, it's just like well filmed and well done and well edited. Yeah, the videos look amazing. But her food is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. I think you could cook. It's it's whole food. It's plant based, and I think. I mean, I would challenge any of you to make her lasagna soup and tell me you can't tell the difference between that. Oh, and it is so hearty. That lasagna soup was amazing. It is so hearty. And I didn't even follow the recipe all the way because she uses um, like the the meat replacement. Yeah, the like ground, the fake meat. The fake ground mm-hmm. meat. And just so that it wasn't so processed, I didn't use that. I used lentils yeah, that's right. in you place lentils. of it mm-hmm. but I, I just it's loaded with like mushrooms and lasagna noodles and all this but find a mentor I still have mentors you know I don't know what to cook for dinner either I don't know what I'm doing right and um I just think allow yourself that out that yeah we are going to go to the lodge on Thursday and make some really poor decisions in the eating department <laughs> but for the rest of the week if I'm eating all this great food that I've cooked at home you know, you know, get out of your patterns a little bit. I think that's what a mentor will help you do. Um, Chris Carr, like I said, she's got that crazy sexy you um, a wellness program that she does every year. She has something called Inner Circle Wellness that I um, joined this year, which is a yearly, like an annual membership. And every month we focus on something different. So last month we focused on drinking more water. And she provides you with, you know, trackers and all this nutritional information. And this month is about a bedtime, having a bedtime routine. So I think anybody that just helps you get, you know, we have a Facebook group. So anybody that helps you kind of remember like, oh, yeah, this is important. I mean, you've heard it a million times. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything, right? (laughs) Right. You've heard it on The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride, If you haven't got your health. You haven't got anything. (laughs) But it's so true because if you've ever been sick, if you've ever just something as simple as having a cold, you realize you really are no, you can't do anything. And you wish you would have, you know, kept yourself a little healthier. Yeah, absolutely. It is interesting when, you know, we take it for granted, but then if you're sick, man, and you're feeling bad, it's just, yeah. it's, you can't do anything, you can't perform, you can't, it's just awful. Yeah. So, I agree. So, yeah, some preventative, trying to prevent stuff too. progress, not perfection. That's what yeah. everybody needs to remember. Do something good for yourself. And then once you're in the habit of doing that something good, do something else. 
Yeah, rather you're just drinking some more water mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So, well, I think I'm going to end part one here. Um, I'm only uh, well, about halfway through some of my notes here, but we uh, need to eat some dinner. So, yeah, need we to do. eat some healthy dinner. Speaking of, absolutely. So, but yeah, Jessica, was there anything else you wanted to kind of throw in there? Um, I know you talked about Chris Carr. Is there mm-hmm. other, um, you know, Lindsay Nixon, the happy herbivore? You talked yeah, about Lindsay her Nixon as well. Is good. Um, I think. Chloe Coscarelli is really good. I mean, again, these are all my vegetarian faves because that's kind of what I do. Um, Yeah. I think that's it. Just, you know, look at your habits. You know what your bad habits are. That would be my only advice. Look at your habits. Write down, if you haven't ever done a meal tracker, write down your meal tracker. You know, track your, how much coffee you're having in a day. Track how many M&Ms you eat (laughs) at the office. Track something and find out. Yeah, I'm doing this way too much. Yeah. I tracked my alcohol, and oh my gosh, <laughs> I was like, okay, guess who needs a liver break? I mean, it's really alarming if you write it down and it's staring at you in the face at the end of the week. That's important. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You can well, there's two easy ways to track. Uh, one is you can just go to your bank statement. Just go on, go online yep. to your bank statement and just be like, oh, wait. Where? And I remember going on to ours sometimes and I'm like, oh, wait, I ate at the lodge three times this week. And, yeah. it's, you know, and I know I'm not getting good food there. I well, love the lodge, but it's it shouldn't be a staple. I know. We shouldn't run them down because they are so awesome. And oh, it's I, the best. I, I there's love, nothing wrong with it. I just nope. know that, you know, when I go there and get cheese sticks or wings we don't or eat a well pizza, there. <laughs> yeah. you know, I know that that's probably not the that's most our fun healthiest food. thing. But yeah. I love the place. Yeah. But yeah, you either... And the other way, yeah, so check your bank account and just see, you know, where you're spending money. And then I think another one uh, is to look at your grocery cart before you check out and just be like, oh, what am I, what am I getting? You know, if you've got a lot of soda and different things. I am the most judgy person at the grocery store. I look at people's carts and I'm like, wow. And I'm not going to say what I see in them because I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but. Right. I can look at a grocery cart and develop some serious bias <laughs> on judgment. Serious <laughs> serious bad habits, but it is alarming to me. It's like I have plenty of bad habits, don't get me wrong, but it's it just seems so obvious the grocery carts. That's such that's such a great great tip. Yeah, but that's I think that's like you said, just kind of be aware. Um, I think the takeaway from this is what we started with is that you know What'd you say? Not perfection. You said progress. Progress, progress not, not perfection. perfection. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of track the way you feel. And it's just like, even if you just write it down, like, oh, I kind of felt, you know, I had some inflammation this week or I was more tired this week. Well, okay. Can you track that back to, you know, did you eat out more this week mm-hmm. or did you, do, did you not exercise or things like that? Yeah. So. Do you stop at the gas station and walk out with a large coffee and a package of well, donuts, donuts every right. day? I mean, yeah, there's. There's a lot of ways to just look at it. I mean, we all know what we're doing, but we just think, and I'll just deal with that later. Right. But I think it's one of those sneaky things that can compound if you don't pay attention to it. Absolutely. Well, that's a great place to end. I also need to uh, clean the juicer out, so I'm looking forward to that (laughs) next uh, 10 minutes of my life. But, uh, well, Jessica, thanks for coming on. Um, We're going to wrap up part one of the... uh, diets and how do you really stay healthy Um, we'll catch up with you guys on part two and links to any of the uh, things we mentioned in this will be at the website onedrinkwithjohn.com or in the show notes on your podcast so 
Jessica, thanks for coming out, and I appreciate everybody listening. We'll catch you on part two.